Hi everyone and welcome to Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I of course am your host Britain Frost and today we're doing things a little bit differently. Today we have a guest podcast from Ralph Grizzle and his partner in life and travel, Tamara. And they are going to be talking about a recent cruise that they did with Ponant and Backroads. So for those of you who don't know, Ponant is a French cruise company um, that specializes in small ship cruising and Backroads is a tour company that specializes in active cruising. And you will hear more about their experience biking and hiking through Croatia as they join us from one of their favorite neighborhood bars to reflect on their trip. So as they indulge in a cocktail, as they walk us through their experience on this sailing, I encourage you to do the same. Let's get into it. Hey, Tamara. Hey, Ralph. I am working on a story for Avid Cruiser about our Backroads Croatia trip, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to, uh, for us to talk about it and tell people what the trip was like. Okay. But in order to do that, we can't just sit here in a backyard. We need to go to a place that inspires us. So we need to go to a place that is as close to Venice as we can get here in Asheville. Oh, where is that? Well, you'll just have to wait and see. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay, let's go. So I thought this would be a good place for us to sort of revisit our trip to Venice, you know, because, you know, you can have a Venetian spritz here. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And Prosecco. And it's... Exactly. It's cozy. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know... One thought that I had was I've been to Venice many times and I sort of knew what to expect on this trip that we did, but you're a first time visitor and just, you know, what were your thoughts about it, you know? Right. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. That is some Asheville homemade chips there. So let me just, like, here, yeah, let's just, crunchy. yeah. Mm. Well, these the, are from the chip company, aren't if they? The audience could hear, taste these. They can hear them. Mm-hmm. But. But yeah, you were a first-time visitor, and uh... so I wasn't very excited about going to Venice, just because I've seen a lot of media attention about how crowded it is and touristy, and I was kind of thinking I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but I was actually really impressed, and we had a good full day there. Yeah, and the media attention. While we were there, because MSC Opera ran into a Uniworld ship. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I can't mind. believe we saw that ship and where it happened and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we didn't see the happening because we were in Revenge on that day. But, right. But we did see the news, and then we saw the MSC Opera the next day, which was docked near us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, we had a full day there, and I think that. Uh, I mean, were you expecting all the traffic uh, because well it's very it's it was a lot of hustle and bustle and it's very energetic and lively and busy and it's overwhelming at first especially because not everybody there is speaking English right away and so but but they do speak English but yes it was very 
overwhelming and sensory overload. Yeah, it's a little bit frenetic. You know, you got all the boats going every which direction. To get anywhere, you have to either get on a boat or cross a bridge, which right. we had to do with our luggage. The glass bridge. We had to carry our luggage, and we only learned afterwards that there was a porter that would have... <laughs> we could have paid to help carry yep. that luggage over. Yeah. yeah, it is hard to figure your way around there with all the the waterways. It's not just a, a walk down the street. Yeah, I think we did a couple of smart things. So when we flew into Marco Polo Airport, we were trying to get into the city just like any cruise passenger would without paying an exorbitant taxi fee. Right. Actually, the taxi fees were not that bad because we paid eight euros a piece, 16 euros, to get to the Hilton Garden Hotel where we stayed. Yes. Which was a good choice, but I think a better choice might be that courtyard that was right down at the transportation hub where the buses were. I would have enjoyed that. that because the hotel yeah. that we stayed in was kind of like a little island out in the middle of kind of nowhere, but yeah. it was on the bus line. Yeah, we were kind of a captive audience to their restaurant, which was pricey and just okay. Uh, and really nowhere to walk. They did have a laundry machine, and that was fantastic. That was very handy to have laundry. That. After a week in Sweden, yeah. we definitely needed that. Was that. Very and then, but then the courtyard was in a good location, and we could have just gotten up the next morning and walked over to where we met the back roads group. Mm -hmm. But you know. yes. But that experience of meeting the group, uh, uh, I mean, that was pretty fun, especially you know when we brought our luggage over and they put it on a boat to take it to the ship. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I felt and like, they stacked it stacked it high on the boat. And yeah, you thought, <laughs> and you're thinking, uh-oh, that might be the last time we see our clean laundry <laughs> right. and luggage. Yeah. But it made it. Yeah. But, um, so we got some great exposure to Venice through the tour. Yes, Federico, the yeah. tour guide, was a local. Right. And he was great, he was funny. Yeah. So how do you feel like Backroads did with, because Backroads organized that tour for us, I mean. Yes. What do you, what, what were your memories and impressions of that, that tour? Well, I've, I felt better once we met the Backroads tour guides and the luggage was sorted out and then we were guided. I'd, I would have been so lost to be there on my own and figure out, well, where do you go? What do you see? I mean, there's just so much. So it was really nice to have that was taken care of. And I'm not a tour guide person. I don't do a lot of guided anything. Yeah. So, but I did feel really grateful that their English was really good. Um, they were friendly, organized, and Federico, the Venetian tour guide, was hilarious. Yes. His English was really good, and he just—he was telling us things that I don't think most tourists get to know. He was giving a perspective, a local's perspective. Yeah. Little things and tidbits, information and tidbits about living in Venice that you never wouldn't have known if you were walking by around by yourself or if you were on like a canned tour. So. And I think that's the goal and that's why they're called backroads. You know, they take you on the back roads, behind the scenes, they try to show you how the whole concept is about how the locals live. Yes. Um, and so they did a good job. I mean, there's a lot more to this trip than just Venice. I mean, when we right. got to Croatia, you know, we were 
riding bikes, hiking, and eating in local homes. Yeah, in Canobas, they call them uh, in Croatia. But in local homes where people were preparing the lunches from things they could get from their garden. Yeah, and it was so warm and friendly and authentic. And I fell in love with Krapa <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> It was nice, yes. but you know, but back to Venice and Federico, yeah, he was a fantastic tour guide. Yes, I mean, things like, you know, he explained the drains in the city, and that was fascinating. I mean, I never would have thought to look down on the ground on the walkways and even consider the drainage, but it's fascinating. Or the water levels rising and how they live with sirens going off about if the water levels rise in the city. Because of the flooding, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, the the drains were there. There were typically four drains, right? And they there was like a filled center. the water supply, like a cistern. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The cistern in the center. That's right. Four drains. The water would go into the into drain. the squares. The, yeah. What did they call those again? Piazza. The piazza. Yeah. The piazza. Yeah. Yeah. Piazza, yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I need another sip of my Venetian Express <laughs> where I can speak Italian. Yeah, I thought that was fascinating. And then he was telling us the history of things and what's happening now. And he was able to make jokes, you know, la laugh at himself or yes. laugh at the Italians, which, right. yeah, it was yeah. just funny. Yeah, it was really funny. So, and then they took us, uh, uh, then we, well, we saw a lot of the architecture. I remember that you were just like a, a kid in a candy store with the architecture. Mm -hmm because you said you really appreciated the textures and you know uh, yeah. just the architecture in general yeah the wrought iron railings and the balconies the flower boxes and the s sculptures and statues and decorations yeah so stonework everything is stone so being a nature loving gal like you were, you weren't in love with the concept of going to Venice too much. No. How do you feel now? I'm glad I saw it. It was a really good experience and I learned a lot. Yeah. And um, yeah, I learned a lot. The lunch they took us to, um, I wouldn't give it high marks, but it was it was a good lunch nonetheless. Many courses. Many courses. And, family uh, style. Family style. Let me say this though, every other launch that we went to after Venice was fantastic. Yes. It was memorable and picturesque and something I'll never forget. But they used lunch for the opportunity to sort of introduce themselves yes. and tell us what, you know, we were in, uh, what was ahead of us for the week and basically it was a way just to burn a little time before we could get on the ship. Yeah. But they had an even better way to burn a little time before we got on the ship, and that ended up being a favorite activity for you. Oh, yes. Yes, so when they told us about the mask painting, I was a bit skeptical, thinking, what? But, you know, it was rainy that day, and so even though the city is so beautiful and picturesque, it was nice to be indoors for a while during the rain, and, and I, that was a very much unexpected, surprising treat to do the mask painting. Well, I'm gonna give a little spoiler alert here because you turned out to be an incredible artist and your mask was really fantastic. Oh, <laughs> so, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, I kind of surprised myself too. It was so much fun though. Yeah. And I liked learning about the history. Nancy, the lady that um, 
kind of guided us through that experience. She did the slideshow mm -hmm. and explained the whole history with the masks of Venice. And I think it's a tradition that was like over used for 600 years. Yeah. And that there were a lot of casinos in Venice, yeah. gambling yeah. that way back in the day. All that was just fascinating. It was. And just what all the different masks kind of meant and their purposes. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that was fascinating. And it was a fun activity. And uh, so we we did the, we, we, that was what, an hour or two? Maybe. I think it was a few hours. Yeah, it was, yeah, at least. Yeah. And uh, so we both uh, we both left with our own individual masks, yes. as did the 20 others that we were with. We had a group of about 20 with the tour leaders. Yeah. And uh, so we all left with our mask, and then we headed to the ship, I believe, yes. if I remember correctly, from there. Yeah. yeah. I want to say, too, that I felt like the mask painting was a good icebreaker for the group, yeah. the whole tour group, because you don't know these people. You're from all different places and so it was a nice activity to kind of sit down everybody around a big table and um, just start interacting and get to know people and it was a, it was a it wasn't a boring stilted conversation it was yeah. a fun activity yeah you're right that's a good point you know because it always like to look at a group you know not that I travel with groups a lot but you look at the group at the very beginning you know when you're at that train station and you've just met the back roads leaders and you see all these people and you know you have no connection with them right. at all yeah and then fast forward a week later wow. in revenge yeah. you know in revenge on that last night on the ship where we had the beautiful sunset our ship the aft part of the ship was facing revenge the sunset and our cruise director Flo was so funny saying that he had organized the fishing boats to be out in the sunset, sunset and all that. Yeah. But that group had become really, really close. There yeah. was we were we were bonded. That's true. Yeah, bonded through back roads. <laughs> That's right. Back roads. You can use that as a slogan <laughs> for a small fee. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, you were. I sick with a cold for part of the trip. Yes. And um, well, let's let's back up just a minute. Let's 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 back up to getting on Ponant's Lily Real. Yes. Um, I guess you've been on a ship that size. You've been on Silver Sea, Silver Cloud down in Antarctica. Right. But did you have any sort of impression seeing the ship? Because we approached it and we had a full view of the ship. And just what was it like going on board? It actually seemed a little bit smaller than mm -hmm. the silver cloud. The silver cloud, yeah. and just yeah, it seemed elegant. Going on the ship was um, I just like I like the colors, you know, the blues, and um, you know, it's always confusing at first to figure out which floor is where, what, and Excuse where's... Excuse me, which deck? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nautical talk here. Which, which deck is the restaurant, the gym, the spa, and all that on? And yeah. So the, the signs guide you. The things that impress me is I love the observation lounge at the front of the ship mm -hmm. and the deck because yeah. you pull right into port and you're like overlooking a historic beautiful city or port town yeah. and you know like um, I forget the name of the town 
the little town where the Roman Colosseum or oh, amphitheater. Yeah. You're just like right there. You're on the deck right. of a ship pulling up to yeah, like this Roman amphitheater right in front of you. That's, That's the, kind of magical. And the beauty of a small ship too, like that. And you know, when you're boarding, the first day is kind of a blur. You don't remember specifics about walking on the ship yeah. and all because. You're just trying to figure out where is my stateroom. Luckily, we weren't jet lagged because we had been in Sweden, Sweden for a week right. before that, which yeah, I can't was imagine wonderful. Doing that. Yeah, I can't imagine just coming in and going straight to the ship. That'd no. be crazy. And then going bike riding. Every, yeah. The next. Going bike riding. The yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. But I liked the ship a lot. We checked into our stateroom, and um, we were uh, uh, nice stateroom. We were impressed that it had the toilet, <laughs> the shower in separate, separate sort of rooms yeah which is great for two people traveling together it is because you have privacy and you don't have yeah. to wait for somebody yeah yeah the um there was a stocked mini bar that was replenished and plenty of drinking water yes. coffee yeah. machine there yes uh, free internet which was wonderful because a lot of cruise lines don't have that yeah. uh, we had a small balcony and uh, ample storage for everything. Yeah, I remember we when we first walked in, we thought, how are we going to make everything fit? But yeah. then we discovered, yes, there's plenty of places to yeah. store your belongings. And yeah, only because we had been traveling for a while, we had all of our winter-type clothes for Sweden. and then Right, yeah. we had two weeks' worth. Right, Warm right. gear, cold-weather gear. Yeah. yeah. So the room turned out to be uh, very nice. Yes. And then, as you say, we explored a little bit the observation lounge. Uh, two restaurants, which I thought were really good. We we tended to go to the uh, outdoor sort of a la carte restaurant. Yes, uh, the buffet. Yeah. A la carte. And you could we could dine outside, which which we enjoy. Yes, and, and I liked it. They had enough vegetarian options mm -hmm. there, and also. It was nice to try something new all the time and just pick your own, create your own plate, rather than having something set. Yeah, yeah. And the um, it was interesting because our group was sort of okay. So there were two groups on board. Well, with it, with there was Backroads and Talk. So Talk uh, uses Ponat for its uh, its groups as well. Backroads, we were there were forty people, so we were separated into two groups, mm -hmm. and we were. <clears throat> We were almost a, um, a ship within a ship, almost, or whatever, because yeah. we dined together, we had our own excursions, we had our own program. We didn't have lunch on the ship, uh, those of us who were cycling every day, because we ate at Canobas and in people's homes and, mm -hmm. and little restaurants out in, uh, out in Croatia. But you were sick, you did the first day's ride, which was a 12-mile ride. Beautiful uh, one. In Portula. Mm -hmm. And I remember your first impression, you got off the ship and you took a picture of all those kids that were standing there at the pier. Yes, they were. They all screamed out, welcome to Croatia. Right. So I asked them if I could take their pictures. They were probably, what, 15, 16 maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And I took their picture and one of them held up an Arsenal football jersey. Yeah. And so I said, I like Chelsea football. <laughs> club and and they laughed and it was funny we well, all had a good laugh they laughed and one kid jumped out and pointed his fingers says i do too i do too because oh, yeah. <laughs> i caught that on video oh you did yeah all right i didn't know that <laughs> so what do you remember about that that ride since it's the only one you did well it was nice when you get off the ship and you're greeted by local teens and then um 
it was like the castle walls right there. Yeah. The big turret. Mm -hmm. And it was just so picturesque right away, right right there. And then we just walked through the city to where the... The staging area yeah, for the bikes. along the waterfront. So, you know, as we were walking through, I kept thinking, I'm going to come back here, I'm going to come back here when the bike ride's done. Because there's so many nice little cafes and cobblestone streets, narrow little nooks and crannies that just... You really wanted to explore. And we did. We came back and we had Gurk. That's right. It's yeah. the only wine I know of with no vowel. It's spelled <laughs> G-R-K. That's right. It's Gurk. a white wine. It was and, good. And it's from that area. Yeah. And it's we rode through the vineyards. We did the 12-mile right. ride that day. Yeah, the olive groves. Yeah. The vineyards. What's really neat about back roads and every day that I rode uh, was that it's everything supported. They had I forget how many support staff, thirteen or so, and mm -hmm. and several vans. And there are snacks for you to load up on. They 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 fine tune the bike for you. It's already customized for you. They fine tune it. They are there just every moment. You never have to go looking for anybody. Like oh, I need help with this or that. Yeah, and just when you start to wonder, are we going the right way? Then you see somebody from Backroads comes along on their bike or um, in the van, and yeah. you know, so you that, it makes you feel comfortable. And there's no way I would have known. You know, like, like I said, I've never done a guided anything before. I've always yeah. planned my own trip, so it was really nice to have it set out for you like that because I never would have found that on my own. Right. That route, the little coming down the, the from the high peaks down mm -hmm. to the, to the uh, coast was just so picturesque and beautiful. Yeah, they kept us on the, uh, on the lesser traveled roads, which was nice. And we did have these Wahoo uh, GPS devices that were, that did guide us and told us where to turn and that sort of thing. But we went through vineyards and uh, olive groves and along beaches and through small towns and uh, these fields with low stone walls that had built been built centuries ago and and then we came back into town and we had our glass of gurk. Yeah, <laughs> love seeing that. And uh, yeah, we had a espresso. Yeah, we had many days with very good espressos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so. I mean, it's no oh, can I just say something? Yeah. When, yeah. You, when you said about the GPS, yeah. I think for some people, that's a bonus, and it's something that they would really appreciate and get into. But I am such a tech, non-technicky, non-techy person and yeah. a dinosaur that I found the GPS technophobe. Yes, and I <laughs> so I found the GPS intimidating. Yeah. And that's why for me, the fact that the backroads people. You knew there was somebody bringing up the rear, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. that, that you'd see somebody come across on your on their bike, or then you'd run into the van because I wouldn't have felt comfortable using a GPS. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought. Well, that's you know they were so accommodating in so many ways. I mean, if you think about it, there was a GPS, and then there was somebody to guide you along, and also. If you were an avid cyclist, you had a titanium bicycle with yes. electric shifters, which was fantastic. I fell in love with that bike uh -huh. almost as much as I love mine. But also the electric assist bikes, yes. which in retrospect, you probably should have had because some of the hills, there was one four mile hill and it was steep. And a lot of people, I'd see people pass me going uphill and I'm, what? 
they were electric bikes. <laughs> well, and there were several stretches to the bike trips. You know, you could do a shorter one or a longer one. Yeah. And, you know, the electrical bikes would allow you to do the longer one. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, and I liked it that they said you, you could shut that off and you're still biking, you're still getting a workout, but if you need assistance, because some of the, how long were some of the, um, well, you the days bike yeah. rides? You typically do 20 plus in the morning, and yeah. then you might have the opportunity to do 20 plus in the afternoon. So that's a lot of, a lot of miles. And then there people. was a tour. So right. they also, it's not like we missed the ports of call, the major attractions, because they also offered tours with the locals. But before we go into that, I just want to say that, uh, yeah, some of the days, you know, you know, you could get in some really good rides. Yeah. And I do want to say that if you, uh, the four kilometer hill, or four mile hill, yeah. and you don't have an electric bike, I, I mean, they thought of everything. They, they had a shuttle. You could stop there, mm -hmm. you could get in the shuttle, they would take you to the top of the hill, and then you could continue your ride, or right. maybe that's where lunch was, or whatever. But also, you know, the point about, and I don't want to forget about our hike, because you were feeling better by then. Yes. So we did six or seven days of biking, and one day of hiking, and that was in Montenegro. Yeah. And that was my favorite. That was a lot of people's favorite, I think, because mm -hmm. that was, first of all, it was a beautiful day. Yes. The weather that time of year is beautiful. It's not and too hot, and all the wildflowers are blooming everywhere. And Montenegro is stunning. It is. The, the Kotor and that whole UNESCO Bay is like a fjord, basically. And the dramatic mountains, the black mountains around it. Yeah. 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 They, they were spectacular. And as a hiker or backpacker, I really appreciated the scenery, the hike, yeah. So let's jump forward to that hike and, you know, just what are the memories that sort of, you know, bubble up to the top from that particular day? Well, we started out, well, we never on our own would have found that trailhead. It was down a little lane in some remote village that was kind of half empty, a little yeah. farming village, yeah. and then we followed the old... Um, ancient yeah, it's an rocky, Austrian. the rocky pathway through the old farms. Austrian-Hungarians. Yes, yeah. I mean, and even earlier, there's, yeah, the, um, that, so the, it was historic as well, which I really liked. Yeah. And then the views were great on the hike, different points along the way, yeah. the wildflowers, yeah. and then the champagne. Champagne and chocolate at the summit. Yeah, that, that backroads provided. That was a good, nice touch. That was unexpected, and yeah. that was uh, Andre. We still have trouble with their names. They're wonderful people. Our tour leaders were uh, Anya and Andre. Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah, they he, were great. He hit. Yeah, they. I just. It would be. It, you just can't say enough great things about them. Their enthusiasm. Their humor. How accommodating they were. Their sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And just also the. You know, just how they were, you felt safe with them. Yes, yeah. yeah. It felt like you're in good hands and they were competent leaders. Yeah. Yeah. They knew the routes, they knew the terrain, they kind of let you know what to expect so mm -hmm. that if anything, if you didn't feel comfortable with something, you had a, a way to opt out. Yeah. Or take an alternative. Yeah. You know? So that was a beautiful hike and, um, um, 
I just want to go back to a moment about the tours, the fact that we didn't have to miss out on seeing Split or Dubrovnik or, you know, any of these places because they had tours, just as they did in Venice. Yeah. Uh, we had tours in each of these places. That's right. And, you know, we don't have to get in detail about Split and seeing the Dioclinician uh, Well, that palace. was one of my favorites. It though. was incredible. That was yeah. the, all the architecture and sculpture and history. Yeah. And Pero, or I'm not sure how you say his name, but he was a really good tour guide too. Yeah. He had a good dry sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, all of the tour guides were really, yeah. really good. I think. They were. You know. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Croatia, we felt like, and some of it was filmed there, We did, and I've never seen it, but we felt like we were in the Game of Thrones. I have a good Yeah, idea. they I've mentioned seen that. They mentioned that if you're into that, that you'd appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's for me. It was, uh, I've been with Backroads before on the Danube River in Alma Waterways, and it was a similar type experience, and it was, these, these experiences, they just sort of rank among my best travel experiences. Yeah. Because, you know, the team leaders are so good, the Backroads team leaders, and just being active as well. There's no, I mean, we, you know, we pedaled through Croatia. You could smell yeah. the flowers. Yes. You could smell the lavender. You know, it's like, and you you were going at a pace where you could really appreciate the country. And then you would go to a small home or a canoba, and you would have a, an authentic lunch. So they just sort of they rank as my best travel memories. Nice. And I think that you know, river cruise or ocean cruise. Uh, fairly equal to me because Backroads has a real consistency in what it delivers. Yes. You know, the team leaders are great, the bands were there, you felt safe, all this stuff. So they do yeah. the same there. So I like that they're very consistent in their experiences as well. Yes, I liked, um, I mean, each day the itinerary was very full. And some days were like, well, I want to do it all, but how can I do it all? And yeah. so you get to choose what parts you want to do or don't. Yeah. But it was nice that you're not just cooped up on a ship the whole time. Yeah. You know, that you're getting some of the history and the sightseeing and then you're getting the activity and seeing things that most people don't get to see, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. And you're and the fact that, you know, the tour guides were from there, the back roads, our tour leaders mm -hmm. were from there. So they were teaching us some of the language telling us their family stories and yeah. telling us the history from the 90s with learning words yeah every and day we learn four vocabulary yeah. words and even teaching us some of the political and military yeah. history you know and the war that occurred and it was impressive to see how good-spirited and how much they're recovering and yeah. they're very proud of their their region and their countries and yeah Andre did a great job during that one-hour presentation that he did and I really yeah. appreciated that yeah me too I didn't realize how little I knew about that era uh, that war and just the region itself you know I learned a lot so thinking of that, with Backroads, you're going to have a much less of a cruise experience mm -hmm. than you would without them. Because if you were without Backroads, you would be on Ponance La Lirial, and you would be doing their shore excursions. You would have lunch on board every day, probably. You would go see the shows. You would go to their entertainment. Yeah. We had a completely different program. But we could also do those 
things too if we wanted to. Good. You know, go to see the the dancers that came on that would do, I forget the name of it, mm -hmm. but they were doing those regional I don't know. What yeah, you're it's because we didn't see all those because we yeah. were so immersed into the Backroads program and and it was I mean uh, don't get me wrong you know it's uh, I think I wouldn't want to do it any other way than the cruise because it's a floating hotel and to have to be in hotels and get up early in the morning and have your luggage back for the next hotel I wouldn't relish that at all well and especially feeling under the weather that was nice to be able to have that feeling like I'm I can just curl up in my cabin and take some rest and have a hot tea on the balcony and not yeah. have to worry about moving or changing and yeah. but I could still look out at a beautiful port city and mountainous coastline and yeah. see people kayaking and yeah and the sailing was beautiful yeah. you know even would step out on the balcony as I often do mm -hmm. okay I'm gonna say this and maybe I shouldn't but we leave the balcony door open at night and it's a wonderful sound and oh the water lapping against the boat yeah, yeah yeah and stepping out on the balcony and seeing the stars and just you know it's really really beautiful the sea air and the breeze yeah and despite you know I hope Venice resolves its problem because you know, I know they have an issue with big ships and all, but it, there's nothing that quite matches sailing out of Venice, you know. it's a, mm -hmm. Even though it's a rainy day for us, it was a beautiful sail away. Yeah. And I want to add, too, about on the ship, um, with the few days that I was ill, so, or I didn't do the bike ride, I would go to the gym. And the gym ha had lots of space and big picture windows and then you had access to the hammam which is a steam room which I did a few times oh and that makes you feel so good and then also they have a secret little balcony out the back of the spa and the gym that nobody goes to but they have chaise lounges on deck so if you just want some solitude and thank you if you want some solitude and peace and quiet, you know, you'll check my book and laid in the chaise lounge and just enjoyed the scenery and the sea air. That was really lovely. Yeah. Well, since we started in Venice, we can leave with Venice and I think it might be helpful for listeners to know about what it's like to try to use public transportation to get back to the airport once your trip is over with. So that's fun. I think just summing up, <laughs> like, you know, back roads, I think we've said it all through this interview that it was wonderful. It was like among my top travel experiences. Yes. And yeah. Croatia was just, wow. I want to go back. No <laughs> question about it. Venice, uh, we thought, you know, because, uh, we, because we like to do this for our readers who might want to try it, we thought we would use public transport. If you didn't have luggage, things would be simple. So we leave the terminal, and the first challenge we have is trying to figure out how to get out of the terminal and to... The people mover. The, the people mover, which would take us to the bus station. I knew about the people mover because I'd worked in Venice before. And unfortunately, the people mover cost you a little money because that's, that's another challenge. Let's talk about that. That was the, hilarious. The first challenge was just getting out of the terminal and... You know, uh, if you arrange your taxi through your cruise line, it's probably 60 euros or so. Once you get out, it drops down to 35 euros. 
which would have been a bargain. I'm glad we didn't do it. I'm glad we did this for the readers. So we found a, nobody knew what was going on. It's like, there's a good Bill Bryson uh, line in a book. He says, in Rome, you feel like you, you feel like you can round any street corner and feel like you've just missed a parking competition for blind people. <laughs> well, Venice is just as chaotic mm -hmm. and crazy and nobody could, there was a free shuttle bus that would take us near the people mover and we couldn't figure out if we should get on that or not. And I asked the driver and he just sort of nods and I'm not sure if he's saying yes or no, but we get on the bus and we, there's a tout group on, fortunately. So they're able to tell us, yeah, this is where you get off to go to the people mover. And then so we walked with our luggage and it felt like it was, it felt like it was 95 degrees. It was hot. And it felt like we walked two miles. But we probably only walked a quarter of a mile, right? Right. Yeah. Not too far, but we weren't sure where we were going. Because signs were pointing in every direction. <laughs> the people mover, you yeah. know. So we go walking through there and and then finally we find the people mover and that's where another challenge began. That you, was you, hilarious. You can tell that one. Well, nobody could figure out the ticket machines. Um, there was, what, a group of eight of us standing around. That was interesting, trying to figure that out. And some then... Brits. Some Brits and us. Yes, yeah. and then we turn around and you have to get through the turnstiles. And there are, are no instructions in English and nobody knew how to work it. And we were trying everything under the sun. We couldn't get it to work. And along comes one of the People Mover employees and he just uh. holds his little key up to the scanner and walks right through and we all just cracked up because it was so easy and it was like so obvious but we none of us could figure it out yeah. we were standing there for minutes and there was an elderly british lady who just went under she did the limbo yeah, she, under she yeah. couldn't figure it out so she just snuck under yeah. <laughs> so we get up there and it's pretty clear how to get to where we were going and um uh, but you know here for all that effort you stay on the people mover for about 45 seconds it seems like <laughs> and then you get to piazza roma which I think that's what it is. And we got off there and we, boy, the buses there. We couldn't figure out which airport bus was ours. And, and where to buy tickets. There were buses going to other airports and in Bologna maybe or wherever. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't figure out where to buy tickets. And so we did what any smart American tourist would do. We found a cafe and had two chocolate croissants and a Coke. <laughs> and that's when I discovered the courtyard by Marriott and I thought oh boy I would stay right here next time but we finally figured out the ticket system there's a little kiosk that sells the tickets for eight euros yeah. so basically we spent right at 19 euros 23 they were cheap the croissant and, and the and the coke so and they had were, a lot of chocolate and they were good too yeah <laughs> so so basically we saved a little money but it took us some time to get to the airport, but I'm kind of glad we did it because we got to experience a little more of Venice before we left. Yeah. So that kind of sums up our trip, I think, don't you? I mean, uh, I do. Yeah. 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 yeah it's a good trip. Thank you. I think it's really fun to look back on. You know, it's fun to write these stories, to see the pictures, to see the videos because it was such a memorable trip. Yes. You know, it's like. Uh, you just, it was, it, it felt genuine, it felt authentic. It did. You know, and, and I don't know if I should say this or not, but my mom was like, you're going to Croatia, well, don't, don't go missing. You know, she was nervous for me, and, and you know, nothing could be further from the truth there. They're just, 
it's it's a wonderful country and yeah. wonderful people and felt, I felt safe the whole time yeah you know yeah yeah that would be an appropriate remark if you told her you were going to say Chicago or right <laughs> yeah I wouldn't go to Chicago <laughs> No sorry, 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 Chicago. Sorry, friends. We got friends <laughs> in Chicago. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Well, now we can have those good actual trips that you already started on there. Yeah. Okay. Great. Do you hear the crunching? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today on Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I hope that you all have a great week as always, and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.